It's time for the VolQuest podcast, where we dissect the biggest news items of the week. Good Tuesday, everyone. Welcome to the Smoky Mountain Organics VolQuest.com podcast. Glad to have you along on this Tuesday. Remember our friends at Smoky Mountain Organics, four locations to serve you. That's Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge, Sevierville. And of course, they have the location in Knoxville that is just down from Westtown Mall, right across from Trader Joe's. That is at 8018 Kingston Pike. And of course, you can shop online at SmokyMountainOrganics.com. Smoky Mountain Organics, East Tennessee's most trusted health and wellness store. With Austin Price and Rob Lewis, I'm Brent Hubbs. Glad to have you along with us on this Tuesday. Several things to get uh, discussions about in regards to you know, football and, and basketball, transfer portal, and the deadline dates and all those things to get into. But the most captivating story in Tennessee athletics right now, and guys, I think it's going to be this way for the next couple of months, the Tennessee baseball team has a six-game lead in the SEC East and a five-game lead overall in the SEC. Rob, I don't care what sport you're in. It's been it's not commonplace to see this kind of dominance in a, in a sport in the conference where it just means more. It's been crazy, and especially at this – I mean, I know they're coming off a great year last year, but, I mean, they are not a traditional powerhouse in a, in a conference that has a bunch of, you know, programs that have traditionally, you know, been among the best in the country. And, for, I mean, what, what Coach Vitello has done, you know, in flipping that, that thing upside down, I mean, it, it's – I mean, everything you say is redundant now, but it's just been really impressive to watch. I mean, the level of interest – that, that he's generated with the success that they've had. I, I never thought I would see it over. I mean, I'm, I'm amazed all the time at how much, you know, it, how invested fans are in it, how interested fans are in it. I, I just, I would have never guessed that Tennessee baseball would be what it is this week right now. Yeah. Clamoring for a winner. I mean, it's why if football ever gets back, this place will be, <laughs> it'll be unbelievable. Um, but, you know, anybody that saw this coming is, is, is a liar. Like, I think everybody saw that they were going to be good. But th- three first-year pitchers, Tidwell on the shelf for the first part of the season, you know, they're, they're replacing several key pieces off last year's team, and, and they insert guys, you know, like Trey Lipscomb, who has just, you know, I mean, just golf moonshot after golf moonshot. Um, you know, was he 15, 16 home runs now in the year, over 60 RBIs. You know, just continually what they've gotten out of, you know, Jarrell Ortega, um, you know, you know what they're getting, even like, I know the school, some schools are running on them, but I mean, what they're getting at a catcher, you know, from Evan Russell, who's never, never played the position just as impressive. So again, I think everybody knew they would be good. Nobody thought they would be this though. And, and, and to me, it's just the pitching. It's, it's three first year guys, a transfer and two true freshmen that have come in and just been unbelievable. And then when one of them has to miss old, old, old faithful from last year, Blade Tidbell steps in and, you know, gives you an unbelievably good outing uh, on Saturday down in, in Florida. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the pitching is the separator. There's no question. I mean, Tennessee can hit for power. They've got the ability to score runs. Uh, but, but I mean, we, we talked about it a couple of years ago when Vanderbilt had had lighter and rocker and nobody, you know, people talk about you never saw, you just don't see two first-round draft picks necessarily on a weekend like that. And Tennessee's throttling out maybe three of them. And, and they got a guy who's not in the regular rotation right now who might who might be their fourth. It was supposed uh, to be their Friday starter. Yeah, so it, it's um, it, it is it is crazy what they've gotten done there, and and, I, and I'm not disagreeing with you, Austin, because I think you're. I mean, I, I agree 100, percent but I think there's a little more to it. I think you would agree with that as well. Tennessee fans are clabbering for a winner, 
We all know that. So any sport that wins, Tennessee fans are going to be high, you know, all in on. But but you also got to give a little credit to to the program and to Tony Vitello. Yeah, the personality, his accessibility, his personality, yeah. uh, the atmosphere they've created. I mean, it, it is kind of amazing that they've made it a cool thing for students, Rob. It's a cool thing for a family of four. It's a cool thing for a high-level donor to hang out on the porch. I mean, it, it truly is a situation where it's kind of a cool thing for for all walks of life. That's why I joke that Tony Vitello is a man of the people. That's helped create the excitement along with winning. Look, if they're not winning, you don't have the excitement. I think we all acknowledge that. But but you also can enhance that excitement, which I think Vitello and his program have done, by the way, they have interacted with people and the accessibility that they have. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think the the atmosphere. If you go over there, I mean, you just mentioned, you know, donors are, are you know love to get out on the porch. I mean, you get a chance to maybe, if if you're lucky, you know, hang out and and, and rub shoulders with Austin Price on a, on, a, on a random Saturday night, perhaps. But it's, I mean, it's, it's just fun. I mean, it's it's fun in a way. It's it's just different. I mean, it's it's outdoors. It's almost, you know, like a county fair type atmosphere over there and, and you're you're right i mean the you know if they were a 500 ball club in the sec it would not be the same but the fact that you get to you know you you go over there and you're, you're rooting on the, the number one team in the country it's just again like i said i just never would have envisioned tennessee baseball I mean, it's, it's a tough ticket hubber i mean do you ever think that would that would be I mean, the case no i mean i mean this weekend would be a crazy ticket and i'll be honest when 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 we made a decision, I made a decision, you know, with the site to cover it. I, I thought, you know, that there would be some interest there, but I, I didn't think it was going to be this, you know, I, I, I mean, I didn't think that that fans were going to be and, and it's not just Knoxville fans. It, it's Chattanooga. It's the mid state. I mean, you're seeing radio affiliates being added. And again, that's because you're winning, you know, but it's also because Tony Vitello has been on one Oh four, five, the zone in Nashville on a regular basis. He does, regular media stuff across the state when he can and, and his players and his program have, have been certainly out there and, and been accessible. I never dreamed I would see a day where somebody asked on the GQ, what's Tennessee's magic number for, for, for clinching, you know, what, what is their magic number down for? And Austin, I'm disappointed. We're not doing, we're not doing photos for price for charity for like $2 or, or $3 a, a photo out on the porch. So, um, you know that that's a great way to give back to the community, Austin. When you're out there, I've heard Hubbard, I've heard, I can't, I can't confirm. I heard I heard he might be in a dunk tank out there Saturday. <laughs> Austin's not going to be in a dunk tank. I can promise you that. That's for sure. Austin, a man of the people, uh, no doubt about that. Tennessee and Auburn taking on uh, get, getting squared away on uh, this weekend. What should be a great series for Tennessee baseball and. Um, Maybe the easiest money Danny White can raise right now is for Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Even though they've got the approval for the state, I, it won't take Austin. It wouldn't take many phone calls to raise some more money for baseball with where that program's at, where it's going right now. Might be the e, might be the easiest gift to get for the Tennessee Athletics Department. Well, yeah. Again, people love to be associated with the winner. Tony is a man of the people. People just gravitate towards his bravado, this team's bravado. Um, you know, uh, it's hard to imagine that, you know, that, that that wouldn't be anything but what it is. And and that is an easy layup. I said this when we were talking about NIL on um, – and it's not NIL, but it's the same principles. Um, 
when we're talking on Sunday night, you know, on the GQ about NIL right now, you know, if you're asking me what people are going to give for, people are going to give for football because football is always going to be football. And they're giving for baseball because the same tweet just outlined with Tony. You know, I mean, like, it's nothing for people to make a call to the Tennessee Fund or to, you know, to, to Spire and say, hey, we want to be a part of the giving for baseball. We want to be a part of the giving for baseball. We love Coach Vitello. That's happening routinely. And, you know, another part of that, I think, is in baseball, a little goes a long way. That's exactly right. It's where I was going next. I mean, you don't have to – I mean, it's not every kid's getting a big deal, you know, a big, huge, you know, amount of money. But what people don't – I don't think people understand is, like, like Evan Russell has paid money to play baseball at the University of Tennessee because he's not been on a full scholarship, his, you know, why he's at Tennessee. So those kids, to get to play and be on the number one team, that they've had to pay. So a little bit does go a longer way. Or, or, you know, you can stretch your money. It can touch more people, I guess is what I'm saying, in that program uh, with a donation there. And, again, I, I credit Coach Vitello. Out of the gate, he was all on board for NIL because he saw the, the opportunity where it could level the playing field in the SEC. Now, he's doing it with a roster right now uh, that's got everybody in the SEC jealous. But Well, and he's doing it without it being really even leveled yet. Right. And, and I think, you know, the thing that you look at with the direction of, of Tennessee baseball, where they are right now, they're not going to do this every year, okay? They are not, and they're going to lose some games along the way here. Um but the direction this program is going, um, the excitement that's going to happen with the stadium, uh, the, 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 the help that the NIL stuff that's going to be out there, I think it's pretty safe to say that Tennessee baseball is not going away in the SEC, and this is not a flash in the pan uh, for what they're doing. Um, and uh, I think a lot of fans are enjoying the heck out of it and going to enjoy it this weekend. looks like the weather is going to be good on – uh, a tough Friday night ticket, Saturday night and, and Sunday as well before Tennessee gets into those Thursday, Friday, Saturday series to, to wrap up the regular season and get ready uh, moving forward. Here's the crazy thing. Tennessee, with where they're at right now, could lose every series the rest of the way, and they're still going to be in a regional. I mean, you, you know what I mean? I mean, you, you're talking about other teams that are trying to – Figure out can they get enough wins? Can can they can they make it to you know an eligible you know be eligible for a regional or you mean that you mean they could get swept in every regional? I think I think they I think they yeah. could and may and still make a re- they may not host but they would still make. I'll a just regional. lose, host. Lose. Yeah, sweep. Yeah, they're not. That's not going to happen for them. That that where they're at right now. And again, I, I was impressed with them this weekend. I, I thought this weekend was as impressive as they have been uh, because I thought Florida played well and pitched really well. They won in a bunch of different ways, and um, obviously the big rally in the ninth on Sunday, but they were dominant on on Saturday in a low-scoring game, um, and then obviously had the big Friday night win as well. So a nice weekend for them for sure, and they're back at it at home. We've got plenty of baseball coverage. If you didn't get a chance to listen to extra innings yet with Chase Dolander, I encourage you to do that. Ben McKee had that, and uh, tip of the cap to Ben. Great coverage this weekend in games for Florida. He'll continue to have that for you the rest of the way. Let's talk about uh, the Tennessee football program, the Tennessee football team. Um, they are finishing up uh, when, in the weight room with some stuff. Then final exams coming up here in another week. Going to finish that out. They'll get a couple of weeks off. Um, Austin, you got um, about four days left, I guess, to go into the portal, five days left, something like that, that potentially go in the portal. Um, schools you know, on your roster or other guys you might be interested in. 
We had a couple of notes on Monday about some new names that maybe Tennessee could be a factor with in the portal, one on offense, one on defense. What's the latest there? Well, I mean, Tennessee's going to – looks like they're going to host Marquise Irving, the running back from Minnesota, coming up this weekend. I uh, had about 700 yards, 699 the freshman year. Um, you know, about 200 pounds, 5'10". Um, you know, a guy that, you know, has some wiggle, catches the ball well in the backfield, and uh, a guy that Jerry Mack likes a lot. We'll see. Um, he visited USC last weekend. Um, but, you know, obviously if he gets here, then that gives Tennessee a, a real shot to, to, to leave an impression and potentially land him. And then, you know, Andre Turntine, you know, um, went the portal on Monday and, uh, I, I'd expect a decision, you know, from him fairly quick. Um, you know, Tennessee, I think it's going to be a major player there. You know, they weren't a player coming out of high school. Um, you know, his previous staff just didn't think he ran well enough. Um, but, uh, you know, looks like, you know, the staff's going to definitely make him a priority and, you know, I know he got several phone calls on Monday from different schools in the Big Ten, the SEC, the Big 12, uh, the ACC. Um, and so I, I think those will go for naught. I think Tennessee's got a real shot to get good news here. All right, back at the running back spot. They're not taking a running back. They would have to take the right running back. They're not They're not absolutely taking a running back, correct? Or That's correct. They're going to take one regardless. No, no, I think that's right. I think that okay. they're going to take the – if they're going to take one, they're going to take one that they feel like can help them. And I know when, uh, you know, Marquise went into the port, um, you know, he was someone that, you know, that, that caught Tennessee's eye, you know, as soon as his name went across the, the, the portal wire. And so, um, you know, I, I think that Jerry Mack has kind of slowly worked on that one. And, you know, Marquise has not been a – quick decision maker and so that's probably helped Tennessee a little bit and they've kind of you know clawed their way into it and we'll see if you know if if you know he and if he indeed does make it to campus this weekend like he's supposed to be um you know how that plays as for Daryl Jackson doesn't look like he's going to end up here um visited Miami last weekend officially uh was going to post to visit Tennessee this weekend but it looks like he's going to visit Florida and that looks like a a Florida Miami battle not not a huge surprise there. He obviously liked Tennessee coming out of high school, committed, helped Tennessee. Then, of course, Tennessee, you know, moved on with the previous staff. But I think a lot of influences around him, Austin, were about coming back home, coming back to, to, to being closer to home, being in the state. Yeah. I, I thought Florida – I thought one of the Florida schools was always going to be tough for Tennessee to beat out but because there was going to be a lot of influence around him wanting him closer to home. At least that was my read on it. Yeah, that's right. I mean, like, they just – you know, the people around him you know, staying back closer to home. I don't think he was ever going to end up at FSU. I think he needed to be a little bit further away from home since he's from Tallahassee, but mm-hmm. being in state, I think, was a big deal. Um, you know, the people closest to Daryl. All right. Um, James Robinson leaves the program. Not a surprise there. It feels like it's going to be pretty quiet to the finish line here for, for the transfer portal for this current roster. I know Tyus Fields, that's no, you know, he was earlier on. That's no surprise there. But it feels like this thing may be, pretty quiet for Tennessee's roster down the stretch here the last few days. Yeah, I mean, I could see them add one more between now and, and the end of the week. You know, but, nobody but, else, but nobody else leaving is what I was getting at. I asked that, I asked that point. No, no, I mean, I think I could see one more going okay. between now and the end of the week. Okay, so, you know, so maybe a little more movement. May, maybe just a fraction more. Uh, we'll see, though. I mean, again, yeah. it's, it's the portal. You know, I mean, kids don't have to go, you know, and I mean – 
and it changes no. it changes hourly the number it does I mean, it does people people don't have any idea the number of kids who go and ask for their paperwork to go into the portal who never fill it out or they go fill it out go to submit it and change their mind um or they they go at the last minute and do something i mean it just it's it's literally an, an every hour seemingly changing thing um and it's going to be that way particularly when you have a deadline like this guys are going to kind of hold out and see what they've got going on um, and then some of them will go right to the finish line to, to make that decision. High school recruiting uh, for, for Tennessee, I anything on the horizon? I know that, um, you know, every now and then you get a guy that comes onto campus for a visit. Coaches are out recruiting, seeing a lot of high schools. But what's the latest on non-transfer recruiting right now? Um, well, I mean, Sylvester Smith's supposed to do something this afternoon. Um, you know, uh, as far as other high school kids, coaches have been out and about, you know, and Rodney saw Rico Walker earlier this week, uh, you know, um, going to continue to kind of be all over the state. You know, coaches can be out for, you know, X number of dates during this evaluation period. So, they, you know, the evaluation period runs mid-April through the end of May. So you have to kind of balance, you know, when you're out, you know, because you can't be out every day. And right. so, you know, that's the big thing is kind of, you know, finding a time to not just swing by and, you know, see a coach and then the coach, you know, tell the kid, hey, so-and-so stopped by to see you or wave at a kid as you pass him in the hallway. Um, basically, this time of year is finding a way to go watch him have spring practice, you know, to go watch him work, work watch him work out bare minimum, go to the watch him wait, work in the weight room, you know, that type of thing. So, um, you know, that's the biggest thing. You know, I think it'll be fairly quiet, you know, after Sylvester – you know, pull the trigger with high school kids, at least for the next, you know, week or two. And, and we'll see. I mean, it, this feels like a nice, there's going to be a lull here between now and when Tennessee has their big weekends in May and June. Right. The big end of the month weekend in May that, that's coming up. And then obviously camps in June, Tennessee did offer um, the, the Owens kid from Alcoa, who's a 25. Yeah. I know that's a ways away. What do you like about him, Austin? And you've seen, you've seen him since he was in middle school. So what do you know about him? Big physical, athletic, uh, way more nimble for on his feet than most people realize for his size, and uh, I just think a really good player. I mean, tight, again, tight end, he's gonna be a tight I, end all the way. I think so. Okay. I mean, that's my take. Yep, and uh, we'll see him start. We'll see how many. I bet more offers are coming down the pike for him because of the frame he's got to work with. Uh, so let me circle back to to one more transfer question in football. Then we'll hit a couple of hoops things here before we get out the door. But one more question. Uh, on the football side of things. Uh, Brew McCoy has obviously been in the portal for a while. He's been to Tennessee. Uh, it's kind of gone a little bit quiet there. I know you've answered some questions about him on, on the message board. Is this just a situation where he's waiting to get everything completely wrapped up uh, at USC with the quarter system, and you think you think he's going to make his decision here uh, in the next couple of weeks, early part of May, with the, with the idea of being on a campus somewhere at the end of May? Is that kind of the timeline you have? Oh, no, I think he'll be on campus wherever he's going, oh, let's, let's say, let's call it what it is. I mean, like, he really visited anywhere else. I mean, you know, I mean, it, I think he'll be on campus if he's coming here, you know, in the next 10 days or so, Okay. you know, he'll be here for many term and, and all that stuff. Um, you know, and it'll, again, it's a, a lot of that's just on, you know, brew coming to a decision, you know, and so that's, that's the, that's kind of where we're at right now. All right. So those are the latest things happening there. On the football front, the transfer portal front for football, uh, the recruiting front, and obviously, you know, coaches are on the road. That's the big thing right now. The big focus for the current roster and the current team is quite simple. 
uh, and that is to, to get your work done in the classroom, uh, finish up in the weight room, get a couple of weeks off, and then be back ready to go And what will need to be a really good summer uh, across the board for this football team. They had a good summer last year. They need a good summer th- this summer as well. I was say, Hubbard, before, before we move on from the football, did, did they – I mean, am I missing somebody, or did they not – they didn't lose anybody in the transfer portal that you know, was they, they were desperately wanted to keep, did they? No. I mean, no. I mean, they, they I mean, did I'm not just lose. Trying, I'm just not a, not I mean, a, not not somebody I would consider a contributor. A, a real contributor yeah, me me, me either. I mean, I was racking my brain, I, and I just bring it up because I mean, it, the way that things work in in all sports. I mean, that, I think that says a lot about the staff. Yeah, and, I mean, I think I, I think in the current I wonder, climate. Yeah, I wonder if that's twofold. It's a good question. I wonder if it's twofold. One says a lot about the climate, the locker room, guys wanting to be around guys. Also tells you that you're not stacked on your roster where you've got a bunch of really good players who are sitting there not getting to play as you see maybe at some other schools. Yeah, so it's a true. little bit of both, but, I, but I do think with the, the, the emotional decision kids are making, it says more about the climate that Josh Heupel has gotten in his, in his program right now than it, than it does the other. Um, yeah. And it, it also tells me that coaches are, are really straight up with the, with the kids. They're not telling them, you know, something that they want to hear. And then, you know, when it comes time to when it comes down to playing time, they're you know they're not following through. I just with as crazy as it is with with as much with as much movement as we see, I think that's a pretty good reflection of the way hype on this staff operate. And Rob, I think several of the kids on this team have heard enough from kids that left a year ago to know grass isn't always green. I think that's a really good point. Wow, that is an interesting point because those guys do talk. People don't realize that they do talk and. I mean, not, ev- not everybody went had the greatest experience he, that left a year ago. He played, wasn't, it was good, not great at Oklahoma. Eric Gray didn't do a whole lot. Wanye did nothing. DeAndre Johnson did nothing. Crouch played, and, you know, and, 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 Henry, probably, and Henry played. Those and Henry played. played. But like when you start looking at like some of those guys that left, there was enough, you know, unless you're a dude, dude. To me, like, you know, you're better off to kind of stay where you're at and stay put and see if you can earn, earn it first. And you wonder over time if that doesn't slow the portal down in some way, or do you think there's always going to be a mentality that the grass is greener on the other side? Oh, gra- human nature is grass is greener, hubs. So it doesn't slow down? I don't think so. Rob, you think yeah, it's going to slow down either. at all? I don't, no. I don't either. I just thought it was really interesting as we were talking. I guess, I mean, they. I guess they came close to losing Tyler Barron is, is the – Right. But but didn't in the end. I mean, I just I just think with his the way you see kids hurling themselves into the portal at the rate that they do now for Tennessee to really not lose anybody that they're that that they really really wanted to keep it, it says something about the health of the program. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. And there's a, and I think it, you mentioned this too. I think you're right. It tells a lot about the transparency in the program. I, I don't think that there's a lot of but there's a lot of sugarcoating going on. I, I think that it, you, everybody knows where they are, and there's a personal relationship there, um, more than just being a number or, or a nameplate on the back of a jersey. Um, certainly, it's been the vibe from everybody uh, over the course of the last year, and uh, I know that's uh, you know, it's a mainstay what Josh Heupel likes to always talk about, and it certainly looks like that's the case right now. All right, let's hop it to to basketball. Speaking of basketball transfers, Tennessee gets uh, an in-state prospect to come home. Um, and, and Tyreek Key from Indiana State. Rob, what, what do you like about Tyreek? I mean, just, I mean, a, a score. I mean, I, I you know, I, I don't anticipate him putting up the same kind of numbers he did at Indiana State. 
But in in four years, I mean, he's the number six all-time leading scorer at Indiana State. Averaged 17 points a game um, last year. Has now he his three point three point shooting dipped last year to around 32. percent But the year before, or not last year, two years ago, because he was injured last year, but. In, in what would have been his his senior year, his three point shooting dipped to around thirty two percent. But the year before that, he shot forty five percent from three. It was one of the most accurate three point guys um, in the country. So I I, mean, I I think that that skill will translate. You know, he's I don't think he's he's not going to score seventeen a game, but I think you're losing a guy in Kennedy Chandler that played you know twenty nine thirty minutes a game. There, there's going to be minutes available in the backcourt with the way that Tennessee likes to play. I don't know that – I, I wouldn't think that Tyreek is going to bump, you know, Santiago, Josiah, or, or Zakai out of the starting lineup. But I think he's going to play a lot. And um, he gives you a really mature kid that um, you know, has played a lot of basketball. And I, mean, I think it's a good pickup for Tennessee. Not a pure point guard, but, you know, a guy that I think can handle the ball for you some. And a mature kid that, that wanted to be back home, had a lot of opportunities. I mean, North Carolina, Texas Tech. Oklahoma, just you know, among others, and um, pick Tennessee. I think the, the the allure of you know playing close to home. He's from Salina, Clay County. Um, family will obviously have a chance to, to watch him play a lot, and you know, a, a mature kid that knows what he's getting into, and he knows he's gonna he knows he's gonna get coached hard. I don't, you know, that's not gonna be a problem. That's that's not gonna sneak up on him the first time that you know, he gets he, he gets blistered in, in practice. And I, and I think a really hard worker talking to his high school coach, um, you know, a guy that just loves the game. I think a good fit. When you look at the transfer portal overall in basketball, it seems to be getting pretty quiet. I know the deadline is coming, but it kind of feels like all the all the big names that that were going to make moves that have kind of made moves. You think that's think that's accurate or you think there's another run here in these last four or five days to the finish line I, I think it's pretty much I mean I again I could be wrong uh, but you know you've got less than a week to, to go now I and mean, I think kids that were going ha- have made that decision I mean they want to take visits they want to get somewhere for for mini term for summer school I'll be surprised if we see you know a late flurry of activity and it'll be interesting to see where Rick Barnes and his staff go for the remaining spots. What What do you think's up next for this current roster? Uh, what What's the? I mean, they've got to finish the final exams and everything, but then kind of how does their calendar work? Are they off for May and then back in for all the individualized summer work? You know, with, with yeah, I mean, they're they're technically off for May, but almost nobody leaves nobody anymore. Home. I mean, very very. I mean, maybe here and there, but nobody's taking three weeks off. You know, somebody may go home for a long weekend or you know, four or five days or something, but nobody it, it, we're in this day and age, nobody leaves for all of May and, and there'll be coaches and, you know, people around. I mean, they can't technically do, do all the all season stuff in May, but they're, it, it's not just time out, turn the lights out and, and get out until June. Obviously the, you know, there's a lot of draft work going on right now. And a lot of people do, looking at those, those types of things feels like, you know, nothing, you know, Santi's, I know he's exploring all those options, but doesn't even feel like Josiah is necessarily exploring all. Those yeah, options. which which surprises me. I really thought that I really thought that Joe would, um, and not and, may, would, and maybe he is and just hasn't announced it. And that wouldn't surprise me right, about him either. It's not his style, <laughs> you know. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me either if he did that and just you know was was not telling anybody. But um, um, with Santi, I mean, I, I think it's good. I, I and you know, I know coach encouraged him. It's not any kind of controversial thing. I mean, coach is like, you need to go out there and you know see what. 
you know, see what they think of you, see what's out there, you know, what they tell you, you need to work on. Because, I mean, I don't know that Santi's going to play the NBA, but I bet he's, he's going to be playing somewhere for a paycheck for several years sure. a, a, after college. And, and I think this experience would be good for him. Um, not There's no mystery about Kennedy coming back, but just did – if, if you're into the mock drafts, you're, you're seeing more and more. He's it, – it's, it's – this – narrative from some people that oh he made a horrible decision is is looking less accurate he's he's popping up a lot of places and, and it seems like you know you never know exactly what's going to happen but it seems like he's a pretty surefire first rounder now somewhere probably in, in the early mid-20s yep and he'll have a chance to work out and improve his stock but obviously could his stock could fall a little bit as well we saw that i guess a little bit with keon johnson a year ago that uh, maybe he didn't go as high as initially thought, so we'll see how all the workouts go there. But he certainly his stock seems to be rising. That that Kennedy Chandler stock seems to be rising, uh, and we'll see where Rick Barnes is with this roster and how he fills things out in in the coming weeks and months, um, and and exactly what this roster looks like. So we'll have all that covered for you, and uh, we'll continue full coverage of Tennessee basketball, Tennessee football, and certainly the number one ranked Tennessee baseball team as well. That's going to do it for this edition of the. Tuesday version of the VolQuest.com podcast presented by our good friends at Smoky Mountain Organics. For Rob Lewis and Austin Price, I'm Brent Hubbs. Thanks for joining us. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, everybody. You've been listening to the VolQuest podcast every week here on VolQuest.